Hello there, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we wanted to talk about it all the time, so we wanted to record it one day. Today, we're, we will be talking through Star Wars The Return of the Jedi radio drama episodes 1 through 3. Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Max. Uh, not much to report. Just, you know, working, getting ready for this massive Disney trip that we are planning. Actually, we had it planned for a couple months. Longer than that, actually. Um, but yeah, it's going to be great. But uh, aside from that, listeners, we have a very special guest with us today. Actually, it's our first guest. We have my brother, Drake Short, right here on the podcast. Hello, it's me, Mark Hamill. <laughs> oh, oh, I must be fun. Yes. <laughs> no, hey, I, listen, I, I told I you am... not to wor- What's that? Oh, I told you not to worry about it, Wormy. Wormy, I'm... Pleased to be on this podcast, and I'm flattered that I even um, have the uh, invitation to be on here as a uh, guest. So very excited to! Um, I'll try and keep up with you all. Um, I know the radio dramas fairly well. It's been a while. I didn't get to really um, restem it and uh, listen to them again recently. But um, episode uh, the Return of the Jedi radio drama stuck in my head pretty well so i think i'll be good on this one perfect did you at least bring the juice with you the juice um Where? i brought some i brought some blue milk if that'll, that'll uh, work that'll work bring it over bring it over to tashi station i will is that the so, one they put right. rum in or is that the one they put tequila in at galaxy's edge i don't I remember <laughs> No, are they, they are they put, putting rum and tequila in those things? Uh, there's blue I'm, milk, and that's a specific alcohol, and green milk is the other specific alcohol. I think I never green tried. Is tequila. I never tried. I never tried the green milk with the alcohol because it got too pricey. Gotcha. Too, it is rural too, pricey. Too big, too big of a price, and too small of a cup. Dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do have some news for us today. Some very small, couple small items, and one large item. Um. First of all, I have set up boredom, started watching Star Wars Visions, which just dropped on Disney Plus last week, I believe. Mm. Um, Max, want to give Drake a little rundown of what Visions is, very brief. So, uh, Visions is nine short films, very short films, um, that were commissioned by Disney for nine different anime production companies. They were literally told, make five, a Star Wars. Five companies. Five companies? Yeah, five companies. Okay. And wow. so there's one that's a musical. There's one that where they're rabbit people. There's uh, tiny anime girls fighting on the side of... Uh, like TIE Fighters and Star Destroyers as they leap through space without any spacesuits because anime. It's big and explodey. Uh, it's uh, Star Wars, but as if it was the, Furi- the Fast and the Furious, but also cartoons. And also, also not canon, too. No episode in this is canon at all. Which is but this is why through they Disney? 
Yes. Through Disney and Lucasfilm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're catering, uh, you know, an entire... To everyone. Sure. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that's pretty wild, and I'm going to have to check that out. Um, sure. I don't but, like... But it's not either. canon? Uh, it no, is not nothing's canon. canon. No, and... although there is... There is somebody special that pops up in the second episode. I think he was a um, a voice actor that we all know. Oh, that's cool. To, uh, yeah. So, huh? Who is Who it? Is? Yeah. Boba Fett. Oh, he's so Timo uh, Morrison. He does voice Boba Fett. That um, actor has like hit the jackpot recently. Oh, he has, and we're not done with him yet. Um, mm-hmm. on this podcast recording. Um, yeah, so I watched probably, I think, seven out of the nine episodes. Okay. Um, I like them. There are a couple that I could just, yeah, I could do without. <laughs> um, I don't like the way their lightsabers look. They don't look as cool as the Clone Wars designs, like the color-wise. I hate the color. Okay. They look, they, they look very, they look very glowy. The design like, oh, is very yeah. interesting. It's the colors that are kind of meh. I agree. Like uh-huh. oh. the the like intricacies of like, uh, like they really leaned into the like Seven Samurai, uh, movie that spawned George Lucas's love and eventual creation of Star Wars. Like, they along leaned, with the Flash Gordon films too. Yeah. Um. They, they leaned heavily into like, that. Hmm. Yeah. I did notice that every time they do like a Sith lightsaber, it sounds pretty Kylo Renish for some odd reason, almost every single time. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's an interesting little thing. Uh, second piece of news in the Black series, we have an official George Lucas action figure. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who made, who, who's, who's producing that? What co- what toy company? Hasbro, as usual. Mm. Um, not that I collected the uh, black series figures, mm-hmm. but all I mean they are they are the six inch figures, which I do like six inch figures, but I'm too attached to uh, my twelve inch figures. Do you know what he's wearing? Swap. He's wearing like blue jeans and like those white like New Balances that I always wear. They always oh. wear. Uh, probably. It's the white didn't come with, uh, I gotta it's Google too- this. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad he doesn't come with um he does not come with a car from American Graffiti. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um I have one last piece of news. Lay and it me. is a big announcement. Well, we finally have a release date for the book of Boba Fett. Yes, we do. It and is, what is that date? That date, my friends, is December twenty. 20- Ninth of this year, of this year. Wow. Um, I I'm happy that we finally have a release date. Was I expecting this in early December? Yes, early to mid December. I don't know why they're dropping it so late, unless they're trying to close the gap between this show and the next five. That we have coming out next year, right? That um, will also be that have also been postponed thanks to COVID. So, true. Like, 
even if the Book of Boba wasn't like completely postponed, they're like trying to help out their friends. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I know Mando season three is supposed to start filming. Actually, it probably was supposed to start filming maybe a week and a half ago. Um, but you know that's been really quiet. Don't really trust a lot of the sources at the moment. Um, I don't trust anything until it comes through either the Star Wars website or the WDW dash NT website. And even them, I have a hard time trusting on occasion. Um, it is, of course, six episodes. Now, the question is, are they going to drop all six of them at once? Probably not. They'll probably do one at a time as usual. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. They dropped all episodes of Visions, but that was that's a different story. Yeah, um, they had already put was, all their money onto that anyway. They weren't going to spend any more. No, no, no. Um, so I'm expecting a trailer pretty soon here. I mean, the only the only uh, material or footage we've seen is that little bit at the end of uh, Mando season two. Which still gives me chills. I still watch it on occasion. Uh, with big old fat Bib Fortuna. Mm. Yeah. I, ah, um, Boba! I'm sure you guys have already talked about that. By the way, the George Lucas action figure, it is him in a Stormtrooper outfit. So ah, Okay. Um, but I'll, I'll take that. I'm sure you guys have already touched on this. Um, but... Um, I, I I know a lot of people were probably worried about Disney taking over Star Wars and kind of milking the the you know proverbial cow that they think they may be overdoing it or just selling tickets for the the movies and but I feel like they've done well in a lot of regions and and one in particular I think is the um, the shows that they're doing um, I mean I think I think. Uh, Book of Boba Fett's going to be fantastic. I think Mando was like ridiculous. I mean, who was that? Was that John Favreau and who else yes. was? Uh, Dave Filoni. Yeah, and, like I mean, yeah. you want to talk about like raising the bar and setting the tone? Like that was it. I mean, yeah, they so, definitely did, and they're yeah. part of this one too. You know, I th- I think uh, I think there's some good things to come, and I'm excited for. Same here. Same yeah. here. Max, any more thoughts before we uh, move into the main topic? Uh, I just remembered I got a text from a friend that I told them to watch Visions. Uh, for those of you that don't automatically go to the uh, uh, additional audio description, um, it defaults to Japanese. Huh, not mine. <laughs> my, my friend Matt Morrow, I get a text from him in all caps. You lie to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, this, like this thing doesn't even. I have to read while watching this. How am I supposed to? Like, no, no, calm down. It's in English. What? Yeah, like what? apparently the musical is really hard to follow in Japanese. Huh. <laughs> oh my god. Well, mine didn't pop up Japanese. Mine went directly to English audio description, and thank God I have audio description for that because I would not watch it otherwise. Oh, it, yeah, it gets weird. It's too this visual. This has got, like, a samurai feel to it. I'm looking at the artwork. Yeah. There's uh, there's a lot of it that's, like, based on literal seven samurai as a nod to what, uh, like, 
that great film and also what it is what it is spawned on and also the hilts are amazing and oh uh, i love that lightsaber umbrella one it's a very in the oh, very yeah. first episode oh uh uh kyber phonic one of the sound uh oh the gosh. lightsaber font guys made uh-huh. a font from this show already in four days published it, <gasps> shot a youtube video uh promoting it and it's already up on his website and i'm like what mm. this dude is insane well i'll probably have to add that to my saber once i finally send it to that saber smith and get the 360 dollars upgrade did i say that i guess i did <laughs> yeah. i think you did that's gonna have to wait though for another couple of months maybe a birthday present for myself um speaking of lightsabers Let's open this one up on a scene that was cut from the movie. Oh, yes, which we have seen a deleted uh, scene of this. It is on Disney Plus, people. Go watch it. It is insane. Um, Yeah, so here we are. The final radio play. The Return of the Jedi. So just a bit of backstory. Um in case our listeners forgot, this was made about 12 years after Empire Strikes Back due to, I believe, financial problems National Public Radio had. And I believe, of course, the popularity of Star Wars fell pretty flat right after the Jedi film uh, premiered. Lucas was in the middle of a divorce and a whole bunch of Stuff went down, but it was picked up by Highbridge Audio, and they decided that they would just go ahead and do this last one. And the reason why there are not so many um, expanded sections as the other two radio plays is uh, Brian Daly, who wrote the majority of this uh, awesome work, he was uh, actually pretty ill at the time. So he was not as involved in this. In fact, he passed away the day before they released all of this at once. I believe they released the other ones weekly. But there mm-hmm. is, on YouTube, if you go and watch, there's a YouTube video of Anthony Daniels dressed up as C-3PO and R2-D2 thanking Brian Daly for his contribution to the Star Wars universe. Huh. Yeah, so we're going to open up with this first episode, Tatooine Haunts, with this awesome lightsaber scene, and with the new the new Luke Skywalker. All right. Yeah, actor. the new voice actor. You want, <sighs> Peyton's been waiting on my hot take on this guy since yeah. the beginning. <laughs> I'm very curious, too. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hear me out. Hear me out. The in the same way that like everyone, like there wasn't a single I. Uh, they're like, like we had to wait a long time for everyone to get used to the new Dumbledore. Like, yeah, there that's is, true. When Mark Hamill passes, there is going to be this same thing of like. Like, we, no one can play him. Like, we can't do this without him. And I think this guy hit the mark. Like, as a character, definitely. If you, I, 
I like that he kind of leaned into the Mark Hamill kind of nasally thing that doesn't sound like his natural voice. <laughs> but he has that Luke like in a in a scene later with Yoda, he has that that like Luke whine. You're gonna die? You're like, yeah, that's that's Luke. You're gonna yeah. this is your master dying in front of you, and you're like, but no. Like that's <laughs> that's oh, that's wormy. That's what this that's what it started out as. And I think that like uh the other fun thing about this scene, uh again, because I'm a one note uh performer, uh the lightsaber in this scene is slightly different from the one that you see in the final fight uh, and the rest of the fights uh, in Return of the Jedi. Um, like, sound-wise, or...? Physically, there is uh, the rings on above the, the on button, for lack of a better term, because I don't remember the individual parts canonically. Um, ignition switch. The ignition switch. Uh... The rings are closer together, uh, and so uh, I am currently in a waffle to win <laughs> this version, uh, the the cave scene accurate version of the green synthetic crystal lightsaber. Hmm. Mm -hmm. hmm. Interesting. Well, I'm glad I got your opinion on the voice. Um, personally, I've heard several different voices for Luke. Uh, for several other radio dramas, uh, and they're all pretty terrible. Oh, all are terrible, except for this guy. Aside from this one, the other ones can just yeah. go not win the Booty Eat Classic. <laughs> they can get smashed in by a Sebulba, okay? Yeah. Uh, let's hear Drake's thoughts on this. Uh, um, I, you know, now I feel like I should, like, side with the fact that I like him, I didn't expect this. I thought everyone was going to kind of rag on him a little bit, but it sounds like everyone kind of, um, you know, I was, I listened to the first, you know, the first two, which was, you know, a new hope and empire strikes back. And I, you know, blessed enough to have, uh, Mark Hamill nice. as the voice actor, you know, cause I'm sure you guys all know Mark Hamill's like a, a big nerd, but also loves to do, uh, table reads and voice audio stuff and i'm you know he's done his share share so i was excited that he got to do that but i did not know until peyton just said you said it was 12 years that empire i mean uh, return of the jedi um was 12 or 13 i think this one came out in 96 so that makes sense that actually like makes the like i didn't know that i was like well how come they had him for four and five and they couldn't get him for six like did he raise his price but that makes sense um he honestly like after the first couple episodes i i just didn't even think about it just like your dumbledore reference he kind of slid into the new luke or um dumbledore as as you say like i just he became the new the new luke to me but at the beginning like when he was fumbling around that lightsaber and like i was like okay this is like not this is this is not him and i wasn't really liking it but as it progressed i appreciated you know i i dropped all that and just appreciated being able to listen to the audiobook and um 
I thought it was good. Yeah, I mean, in the end, yeah. I thought it was really good. Robbing me of my CDs. <laughs> yeah, I did. I used to steal your CDs to listen to them, and then I discovered they were on YouTube. And, and then, I found uh, them on Audible. I had no needs for your CDs. I also yeah. <laughs> think a CD players like soon after that were like obsolete. So it was like even finding something to play a CD on was like yeah kind of tough. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, no, I liked it. I liked it a lot. So that's awesome. Well, um, so let's see. So aside from this um, lightsaber sequence. We have a brand new scene with Vader and um, Palpatine with uh, Paul Hecht as the Emperor. Um, (laughs) This was not in the film. I don't think it needs to be in the film, obviously, because we have got enough discussion with the two of them on um, the Death Star. But where do you think this is? You think this is actually in his throne room on Coruscant? Excuse me. They call it Imperial Center, actually, during this whole um, Imperial occupation. And it's, it's not, con- it's not uh, Constantinople anymore. It's Istanbul. I <laughs> <laughs> This emperor was like, all right, I see what Ian McDermott's doing. I'm going to dial that creep up. <laughs> and like what he what he does what he does in his mouth is or what it sounds like he's doing in his mouth i didn't see this guy uh work but like the way that i do palpatine you flatten your tongue and you send it kind of into your nose uh so there and that's <laughs> do it and it's kind of growly a little bit because you're doing a little bit of vocal fry this actor (laughs) decided to like not enunciate and so it's just (laughs) that like i honestly i had this moment like after you hear job of the hut the first time in this i was like if you could just switch these voices it would be better (laughs) maybe that's why i didn't like listening to this as much, I hated Job of the Hut. Absolutely hated listening to Job of the Hut because it's it, I, it's the same thing as the Stormtroopers before. It's like you didn't you didn't ask the actors to do anything different. You just yeah, gonna because, put a sound effect on. Just, yeah, but you could just take an audio recording of Java. It's not that difficult. Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, money wise, I guess would be issue, but. If they can get John Williams' music, of course, you know, they spend all their money on that rather than natural Jabba. Well, I guess I guess if you went that route, then it would just be the radio drama plus movie sound bit inserts, I guess. I don't know. I guess they're just trying to be organic with it. And, yeah. True. Um, organic is probably the term. Uh, but, one of the reasons why uh, Guitar Hero took off was because in the beginning, Guitar Hero 1 and 2, they were covers. They had the money to pay for like the real audio clips, like, but they went through the work and paid more money to like get guys in to just sing the songs as covers because it felt more org- more organic. And then once people were hooked, and they were like, "All right, 
here's an 80 set song list that we could have never covered and it's all like tracks from iTunes go hmm. wow I never knew that interesting well Chapa isn't the only voice that's all messed up in this episode <clears throat> um, of course we got Biff Fortuna doesn't sound like Biff Fortuna obviously Lando this Lando's weird also, <laughs> and again, like the, the same problem that I had with this with this Han Solo is that like the moment you get another actor to read these lines, you're like, oh, these are really kind of hokey things to say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like very, it was like very car salesy almost. Like, yeah, I don't know. It he just weird. read like swanky in like the character description and he's like all right i'm gonna dial that to 11 and do nothing else <laughs> uh, right and they should just they should just hire the voice uh the voice actor that voiced uh hades instead uh, uh he's way above a uh, radio play uh very very okay. much so but uh very much so um well aside from the voice um the problems with the different voice actors and not, you know, this episode was pretty much straightforward, except for one small little Easter egg, which at the moment does not apply to the future Star Wars. It may well be, but Max, remember the uh, the woman that Trippio ran into? Yes. Remember what I told you about her? Mm-hmm. Mara Jade. I... Had completely forgotten about that. Yeah, I did too. So, just a brief rundown. Mara Jade was one of the Emperor's hands. Uh, she could hear his um, voice throughout the galaxy. And unbeknownst to Vader, between episodes 5 and 6, Palpatine decided that Luke needed to die rather than be his apprentice. So he ordered Mara Jade to hunt Luke down. Of course, Luke didn't know this, obviously. Um, so, Mara hung, uh, she hung out at Jabba's palace, and she was going to kill him at, at, at the uh, Sarlacc pit. But Jabba refused to let her go on the sail barge. So, she missed her chance. Huh. And, um, long story short, she does meet Luke eventually, a couple years after the fall of the Empire. She's in a smuggling ring. Uh, they get off on the wrong foot initially. Some years down the line, they marry, they have a kid. She gets whacked by her solo nephew, turns the dark side. Boom. But I love Mara. I love Mara Jade. Is that who 3PO was talking to? or? Yes. She went under an alias name, but that is Mara Jade. So wait, she was affiliated with, with Palpatine? She was. She was the Emperor's hand. In and she was going to assassinate Jabba? Luke. Luke. Oh, Luke. Yeah, Palpatine decided not come, um, and he'd rather see Luke dead than be... Is that canon? Yes, uh, uh, it was. Disney canon? We're not sure. <laughs> it may well be. I've heard different rumors from John Favreau. Maybe not from John Favreau himself, but if they're bringing Grand Admiral Thrawn, which as they have, which they have, if they brought Thrawn back into the universe, there's no doubt Mara will be brought back. 
Um, will she and Luke get married again? I don't know. Mm. Um, that'll be that'll be a hard sell. If it would be, especially hermit. if she, especially if she was in the academy when Ben destroyed the whole entire um, order. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, from what I remember from the old canon, Luke did not take Mara's uh, death well. Really didn't. Um, and you can read all about that in Legacy of the Force if you really want to know more about Mara Jade. I hmm. have but, I've yet to meet anyone that has read those books that, uh, that my dad's, my, isn't in love with her. <laughs> my dad's listened to the to a lot of the old canon books. I doubt he remembers half of them, but you know, I always threw them on it in the car, audio-wise. Mm. Um, you can actually buy a saber. There is a saber hilt from Ultra Sabers. Not that I will buy it. I do not want it. There, I do not want anything. There's some better versions of the Mara. Yeah, yeah and I know there's a... I think there's a sound font, too, for Mara Jade. I oh, believe yeah. her saber... I think they use it as Violet? But I, she actually got Luke's old saber, the one that he lost on Bespin when he found it again. So she got the Graflex? Correct. That's a big deal. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And to, to learn how he, uh, how Luke refound his uh, saber, read the uh, Thrawn trilogy. But we're getting off topic here. <laughs> I can, I can talk forever about Mara Jade. Okay. So, so here yeah, is where on. here's where I think this radio play falls a little flat. Uh, uh -huh. The uh, I've talked about it when we talked about the first radio play, uh, the first time we we started listening to the radio dramas, and like the main thing that is a big different, the main thing that I gripe with is like whether or not they thread the needle of using star wars the movie stuff but keeping it not uh, but making it formatting it to be the radio play and like mm -hmm. i think that they did not do a good job this time i think they literally no. took the stage direction and made it c3po's dialogue and like that's uh, in the which is different than like the scene where and I mean, like, that's evident even in the cave sequence that we open on. Like, Luke is describing things where things are before you hear a sound effect when you could just hear the sound effect. And. Yeah, damn, that's true. Uh, and, yeah. like, it, it's like uh, trying to watch a movie in, in black and white that wasn't supposed to be. And how some things are just like blacked out and other things are whited out because it wasn't like that's not how it was constructed. Mm -hmm. uh, like, so you're like, saying this was the weaker of the three? I think, uh, I definitely think so, writing wise. Um, and it definitely might even be like wise. directing wise as well because I don't know like if that was like one person or like the same team or it's... just a really bad writing direct choice that the director was like oh that's a good idea let's do that <laughs> yeah like they brought in like the b team kind of thing yeah. yeah um well maybe i mean it's partially i mean the fact that brian daly didn't feel well at the time did not help things i'm sure right. if he was 
you know, at full health, there'd be no issues. Um, actually, you know, that cave sequence you're referring to, Max, that is, if you recall, uh, Luke mentions that it is uh, Obi-Wan's uh, house. It is. It is. So, um, so I guess we'll, we'll close out this episode with um, Han being unfought, I believe. Correct? Yeah, I think so. And, and we'll jump into the next episode, which is Fast Friends. Uh, really a, quite a fast-paced episode, if you ask me. Yeah, I really liked it. I feel like uh, in the moments that it was going fast, it was really good. And then it was really good. when they stop and slow down because too many things happened in the movie just visually. Yeah. And so they had to like stop and read the the like scene descriptions. But true, in true. character. It's not like a narrator. It's just Oh wow, my left foot is now moving next to my right foot. Oh wow, like or, or we all right. You don't have to. You could just like do blaster sounds. The, are you referring to the, especially the stuff in the rancor pit? Yes. Um. Yeah, that's probably like my least favorite scene in this episode. Um, I do like the dialogue exchange between Han and Boba. Yes. Even though I hate the voice actor for Boba. Ugh. Yeah, that that was weird. That I that I feel like is definitely on the on the director. Because like that sounds like an actor that literally said, What do you want me to do? And that director just went, Imagine. He's like, yeah. this is a job. Mm-hmm. I'm treating it like a job. You would not tell not say use your imagination to your plumber. Tell me what you want me to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like they had, had six pipe. guys in the room. They're like, Who's got the best? <laughs> like voice and they were like okay yeah that'll do kind of thing yeah yeah um i don't really have much to say about this except java is really really gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah. especially Trippio's dialogue about java saying that leia looks um looks good enough to eat <laughs> like this, you just put your hand over your mouth and then talk into the mic. That's the sound effect they used instead of like an easy pitch shift. Like that's what they did in the movie. So they got a regular guy that speaks really low, and then they mm-hmm. recorded him on tape and then slowed it down. Yeah. Just I still a, wish they had used just a smidge. I still wish mm-hmm. that's true. I still wish they had used the actual voice for uh, Bush. Oh yeah. Day. Yeah, day. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so this episode kinda kinda ends uh at a cliffhanger. Right the, uh right in the middle of the Sarlacc attack um sequence in the sail barge. What do you think what do you think about that? That's why that audio cut out there. Yeah. Oh my god, this, like, whomever did this on YouTube. Here, let me look this guy up. Nigel. Uh, oh, come on, dude. That's your handle? <laughs> N-I-G-E space capital L, like Nigel isn't your full name. We know who you are. Nigel. Is he, is he, that, is he uh, the Nigel from the Harry Potter films, the little fat boy? No, he's uh, <laughs> Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> oh, okay. Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Yeah, they cut the... I don't like the way they cut the um, episode. Because you have it like stopped right in the middle of Han pulling Lando up. And then you end it. That's why um, that scene feels weird. Okay, yeah. so like now that makes a lot of sense. I that was my complaint because I thought that was like a directing choice. Why that? No, no, no. They like repeated well, themselves. No, partially. I mean, if you if you had gotten the version with the in and the intro and outro, yeah, it would have made more sense. And I do like the intro and outro. Uh, the narrator of uh, Ken Hiller, I believe his name is. Yeah, uh, he's good. He is really, really good. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's interesting that tattoo, this whole Tatooine sequence took literally two and a half episodes out of the six episodes. And we still have, yeah. you know, the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that. Well, after the first two episodes, I really felt like it rushed, especially the indoor stuff. No, I think they spent too much time on indoor. I, I mean, feel like every director that gets a hold of indoor wants to be on indoor a lot longer than the audience does. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like a Game of Thrones Star Wars style where they didn't like they, where they decided to like just rush everything. I think Hey, uh, this is and six like, episodes. Go ahead. No. Uh, the thing that, like, I get about Endor is that, like, Endor is the, like, first planet since, like, Tatooine that is a planet planet, and we sit down and we learn all about, like, the... The species. The species and the ecology and the culture (laughs) of the species, the sentient life, and, like, as somebody that has done that, it's so easy to just, like go down that rabbit hole and flush yourself all the way down. You come out six months later and you're like, ecology. It's it's the thing that got me into stories in general. Like I was watching the DVD extras for Jim Henson's The Dark Crystal. And the writers walk up to a, a mural, a full side of a high school mural. And they're talking about the planet that they made. Because they had to, in order, like, in order to use these certain scenes, in order to use a mountain, they wanted to explain why that mountain was there. And so they walk up to the mural that's, like, several hundred yards wide, and he, the guy circles, like, two feet of a cir- uh, diameter of a circle, and he goes, this is the movie. But we made all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Even though indoor is a moon and not a planet. Oh, that's true. Not even a micro planet. No, and there's, I mean, and that's not the only um, only moon of Endor. I don't know why they call it Endor, you know, because we also have Kefir. Well, there wasn't a fight on Kefir, right? Which I, you know, I I did like that sequence on the rise of Skywalker. I'll give it that. I'll give the film that. Okay, an ocean scene with a. Lightsaber duel. I like that. Um, well, don't, 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 the original don't, tri- trilogy has a pretty set plan in every single one. You've got Tatooine. Do. Oh, that's true. Hoth. And Hoth. And, yep. You're right. Yeah. And Lindor. Mm-hmm. Although I wish we had gotten more Cloud City in Dagobah. 
Yeah, the radio drama was not made, me, made me fall in love with Cloud City all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, I had the same deal with um, just with Dagobah. But speaking of Dagobah, um, actually, you no, know, before Dagobah, we have an extended discussion on the Millennium Falcon between Han and Lando, apparently. Yes, yes. I remember. About Trippio mm-hmm. flying the Falcon, which. Yeah. Yes. That is no longer canon either at the moment. I don't remember that, but I'm guessing it was something negative towards 3PO. Mm, this was happening. Well, this actually happened in a book called Shadows of the Empire, which was oh. set between Empire and Jedi. I did read it. Uh, so Han was in cold storage, as they call it. <laughs> so he was not present, but. Um, it actually spawned um, it spawned a video game and some action figures that particular book. Really? Yeah, not too many books uh, spawned um, extra content. The only other series that had video games and an audio drama were um, the Dark Forces trilogy, yep. which covers uh, Kyle Katarn. I believe I mentioned that couple mm-hmm. times. Um, there's a video game called Jedi Knight and Kyle Katarn is in that. So, yeah, I, I would recommend Shadows of the Empire. But yeah, Trippio um, had to fly the Falcon with Lando and R2 and Chewbacca to rescue Princess Leia from Coruscant. They call it Coruscant for some odd reason, but it's Coruscant. Yeah, that's same the one- way uh, Lando calls Han, Han. Han. Well, they, this was a problem I had with some of the narr- narrators of the old canon, especially before episode one came out. They always read Coruscant as Coruscant, and that bugged me. Because I read these books after episode three came out, obviously. Um, but no, yeah, Princess Leia was being held on Coruscant by a crime lord, not Java, a different one, called Prince uh, Sejour, I believe. He was a Falim who had a grudge against Vader for something. Actually, I take that back. Yeah, he had a grudge against Vader because Vader was Palpatine's right hand man, and uh, the prince discovered that Luke was Vader's son. And, of course, he got killed. I mean, he didn't survive the book. But that, that's where that reference comes in. Oh, okay. I forget which, um, I forget which book series includes Exar Kun, but... Um, that would be the Jedi Academy trilogy. Uh, uh, Jedi Apprentice, Jedi Search, and Champions of the Force. I loved those three books. Uh, I love the scene where there's a tiny little mini Jason Solo wielding a lightsaber over Luke while he's unconscious. <laughs> Read him. Huh. That's all I'm going to say. Read it. Uh, I don't care if it's not canon. I know that Exar Kun uh, was a master of Terrace Kasi, I believe. He was. And Terrace Kasi. For those of you playing the home game, was the ability to use the uh, to use the force around your arms and legs, sometimes legs. We don't know um, where you could deflect lightsabers, hmm. and 
that the name Terrace Kasi was then put onto a non-canon uh, Street Fighter style Star Wars game called Masters, like Masters of Terrace Kasi. It's bad, uh, <laughs> but I'm it's funny, and it was referenced yeah. in Rogue One. Huh. No, it wasn't. It was referenced in Solo. 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 Yes, that's that's why I remember it because I, I remember um, that Dryden Voss used it. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. In the in the novelization too, they discuss it quite a bit. And, uh, Kira knows it too. Yes, she does. You see, she's the one that names it, and so like, yeah. n- so like now we just know that it's a fighting style, specifically good at fighting Jedi. Um, hmm. We don't know if it's like a Force-sensitive thing. I doubt that it's there. If Dryden Voss can do it, I doubt that it's a Force-sensitive thing, but that's an, that's another thing that like made me think... I was trying to think of other things that spawned video games. But I think mm-hmm. that's a wrap. No, oh no, we almost done. We actually have two more sequences. What else First we got? is, we got Dagobah. With um, the non-Cookie Monster sounding Yoda this time. It sounds like it was. for Cookie. <laughs> it could be not fun. I can't even talk about <laughs> yeah, it. Are you not a fan of Yoda? I'm not no. a fan of this Yoda. And like... <laughs> I I understand if people are like, oh, he's good enough. Because that uh that could be people's opinions. It's just not mine. <laughs> he was I mean, I liked him better in the Empire Strikes Back than in this. Um he just It sounds like he's trying to be fuzzy bear. Like everything <laughs> out of his vo- everything out of his mouth feels like it's a lead up to a joke. <laughs> And like yeah. it kind of works initially because like he's supposed to be an unassuming master, but like it gets old and he's like, Oh, watch where you're going. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I just <laughs> Well, maybe that's why they decided to cram this into uh into one episode. This sequence. I think you're right. Yeah, uh, not much more to to be said. You know, I mean, we want does the exact same spiel, um, maybe a bit more dialogue. Um, you know, we do that. We we hear that. We move on to Vader's arrival and Palpatine's arrival, which kind of mesh into like a very short sequence. We know the name of the moth that runs the second Death Star, Moth Jeterod. Oh, I hate the name. Mm. What is the name? Um, but J. Gerard. J. Gerard. G. No. J. A. R. J. No. Sorry. J. E. R. J. E. R. I believe E. D. Or R. E. D. Gerard. I don't know. And he no, is attracted to light. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't like him because he's a moth. Seriously though, why um. What is the what is a moth? I don't understand what that ranking is. Or um, you guys never thought about that before, Max. You know, um, I can look up the hierarchy. I mean, I uh, it is a military standing. 
Okay. And it's several above... Com- it's a few above Commander. But, like, Grand mm-hmm. Moff is... Somebody like Tarkin. I don't think I've heard the term before. The Empire came. I think it was just governors, um, you know, things like that. I so, know- Moff was a rank held by the sector governors of the First Galactic Empire in the fifth year of Emperor Sheev Palpatine's reign. Gotcha. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so but that's- sector governors, I guess they were governors, essentially. I yeah. wonder what Tarkin was a uh, sector governor of. I know he used the center of the planet Ariadu, but that's old canon. Uh, I believe that is a wrap on the first half of this uh, radio play. Excellent. I don't know if there's anything else to cover. Uh, I know we'll be discussing the second half next week. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Nice. And there's no predictions to be done because we already know what happened. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am expecting that uh, that book of Boba Fett trailer real soon, and we'll break that down and we'll dissect it. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for being on, Drake. We're so happy. Thank to you have for you having here. me. Yeah, yeah, that was a pleasure. Really appreciate it. That was my first podcast ever. I've always wanted to do. Wow, a how do you how do you feel about being live? Oh man, I feel like it's just out there for everybody now. <laughs> That's how we feel. Lives on I love it. Forever. It's on the internet. Shots fired in the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> My friends still do that. <laughs> they still imitate the max. <laughs> and they want to be on here too sometime. Well, That's- you guys definitely have something cooking here, so I'm excited. Oh, that was yeah. the. Uh, here's the last piece of news before we do the, the ending paragraph. Uh, we are. When this podcast hits, this episode that we're talking on right now will be. Uh, one of them, one of the listens will be the celebratory 200th uh, download of our podcast. What? Nice. So. How, how, how'd you find that out? Uh, we have analytics on Red Circle. We're at 196 right now. That's a behind-the-scenes situation because we have other analytics as well. Yeah, cut that out, please. Uh, So, (laughs) thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we have a Facebook page at Special Unit 352. Our Instagram and Twitter are at SU352Podcast. Peyton, what is our email? Our email address is specialunit352 at gmail.com. Please email us any questions, concerns. Um, no no detonators, please. No thermal detonators, I should say. A thermal detonator. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening apps, which statistically, according to the analytics, is Spotify, uh, because that will help us show up with the algorithms. It's the only way we can talk to the robots inside our computers. We look forward to talking with you guys next week, and as Peyton always says, May the force be with you.